Welcome everyone. This is the 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew Hughes, and um, you're joining us today for another episode of the Homeless series that Robin Jackson Segner and I are producing together. Uh, of course, Robin's here co-hosting with me today. Hi Robin, how are you? I'm well, thank you Andrew. Excellent. Um, and everyone, just to set the scene for you a little bit, we're sitting on some milk crates in a makeshift table uh, in someone's garage... Um, here with Nick. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us on the 8 News Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Um, mate, um, we'll just set a couple of little rules here, everyone. <laughs> We've got to make sure we speak it right into the mic um, and then we'll all be really good. Now, um, everyone, uh, I just want to quickly preface um, the show by um, letting you know that, uh, of course, the... Uh, these disgraceful economic, um, these mandates, these work mandates under this medical tyranny has produced some extreme economic hardships for a great deal number of people in Western Australia and I'm sure all around Australia and even the world. Uh, and the reason we're here today is to bring one of those stories to you because we feel, don't we Robin, mm -hmm. that this is an extremely important aspect of what's going on here in Western Australia and of course we're all about telling the other side of the MSM lies. Um, mainstream media, you should be ashamed of yourselves because... You are liars. You're part of this scamdemic. So, Nick, let's um, kick off by uh, just sort of, we'll just give everyone a, a summary, a quick summary of what's gone on with you. Yep. I believe that, you know, for the last 10 years, you've, you've had some real hard times economically speaking. You've just been working your bum off to just sort of stay afloat, only to come into this period and those hardships just escalate out of control. <clears throat> yeah. Um, just, just speak straight into your mic, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last ten years have been hard, mate. It's a system that's set up to to make it hard for people, and and that comes with financial hardship, and that's how we lived, and that's where things have been for quite some time. Yeah. Now you've got children. Um, I believe you said you had three children. I do, yeah. I've got a six-year-old, a seven-year-old and an 11-year-old. Right, so all young, right at that critical point in your life where having uh, no job and no place to live is uh, really devastating on you. Absolutely it is, mate. It affects seeing your kids, um, yeah. what you can do with your kids, your finances. Um, everything's changed, mate. Not for the good. And, of course, it really affects them as well. Absolutely. Going to school and, uh, you know potentially not having new shoes when you come back from Christmas and things like that. And that's just, you know, a real serious matter when you're a child. Yeah, um, When people start seeing that you don't have what they all have. Yeah. So there's just so many aspects to this that are just completely outrageous. And our government needs to be held to account for all of these things. And uh, that's why we're here. And once again, is to get these stories out. Now, mate... Um, Let's get kick into it a little bit around your circumstances. Um, for for, for let's go back to the beginning of this. So we're talking around November last year, yep. which is when so many of us started to realise that we were going to have to take an experimental, experimental medical procedure just to have a job. Yeah, it sounds pretty ridiculous when you put it like that. It's amazing, isn't it, when you sit back and reflect on that, Robin? What do you what do you say about this? 
Oh, look, you know, it's um, – I think every family and every individual in Australia would have had a conversation with their significant other or within themselves to um, decide whether or not they were going to participate in this experiment and um, some of us decided not to and um, – not only have people ended up homeless, but they've been economically castrated, basically, and that has impacted people significantly and it should not be ignored. And families split up and, Nick, in, in your case, that's indeed what happened. Yeah, mate, it all just, the pressures got too much. Yeah. Um, we couldn't sustain it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're saying about work and having, having the jab, where do we have a government that can tell us what we can put into our bodies? Like yeah, where exactly. do we draw that line? Like, how yeah. did how, how did that become okay? How did it become okay to have an organisation like APRA um, that's uh, controlled by a foreign body dictating to our doctors what they can and cannot do? Um, I find that frightening. I really yeah. do. Well, that's I mean that's nothing new. If you go back to was the early nineteen hundreds with um, is a Mr Carnegie yes. who was. Um, you know, one of the um, had one of the biggest steel. That's right. Um, in America, yeah, and was, is responsible for building all the infrastructure over there. But when he decided to sell that to J.P. Morgan, he then went into um, education and started the Carnegie Foundation. Oh, so wow. you know, these people that have no background in things that they get involved in should mm. alarm everybody. That's you know? right. Mm. Do you got people like Bill Gates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which since when did Bill Gates become a doctor, Nick? I thought he was in technology. <clears throat> I thought he was in technology that produced very, very poor quality products. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, I uh, think uh, Bill Gates Sr. Uh, had something to do with Planned Parenthood. And so did well. his mother. They were, mm. both, they were both well-known eugenicists and um, we need to bring these facts to light so that everyone's well aware of it. The reason everyone keeps talking about Bill Gates is because he's one dirty little demon. That's right. Mm. Okay, so we can't misplace that guy. Whatever we do, we need to understand who these people are and what they're all about. And indeed, um, this brings up the subject of who are the experts that, um, that guided the McGowan government into these mandates? Because I don't know. Do you, Nick? No, not at all, mate. I'm pretty sure um, I take care of my own welfare anyway, mate. I don't need to give anyone that that y power. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, let's get into your story properly now. Um, since you say that, uh, that is indeed the fact that you have that critical thinking and, and you've maintained a stance on, on this position that you're in, um, I, I, I'm not your guinea pig. You're now living in a garage in a, a fold-out camper tent thing yeah camper trailer mate camper um, trailer yeah and i wouldn't take anything back i don't no regrets yeah. um i'm healthy Love that. there's there's a, a hashtag vax regrets do you know anybody and there's lots of people that really? have regrets regrets from being vaxxed so yeah yep that's great to hear that you wouldn't change it and you wouldn't take it back no well regrets. there's plenty of stresses in my life mate but getting sick is not high on it so yeah i'm uh, i have my health and that's 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 everything you can have all the money and all the possessions in the world if you're sick that's right um that's not so good is it can't take all those things with you to the grave no absolutely not um and i mean particularly when children inv are involved yeah would your child rather you be dead or broke 
broke, mate. I would happily. I, I think so. I I'd, think, I'd happily yeah. sit in a in a tent eating baked beans and be happy. Yeah. With my kids, than to be to be jabbed and possibly going to be sick. And yeah, I would take. And, that and then and then potentially not be able to fend for your children anyway. It's it's crazy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they, <laughs> you know, they would possibly end up being alone anyway. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what right. what help can you be to them then? Well, that's mm. worst case scenario, mate. You leave the world and you leave your kids here. That is worst case scenario, isn't it? It is indeed. So, mate, um, the mandates came in, um, I believe, around November, the beginning of November last year. Um, with most, you know, I mean, companies like mining companies that I was involved with, and I think you were a subcontract with mining. I was. I was yeah. a subcontract in the early days, and then I got a, a job with Newmont. I was on the books. Um, right. I, I was, yeah. You were actually working for Newmont Gold? Yep. Um, okay. And, um, of course, so you found out um, that you were going to be mandated just to be able to fly into your work site. Uh, take us from that point. W- what happened, mate? You, you were saying to me off mic that that's where the stresses became all too real. Let's go back to that moment. Just start telling everyone yeah, so what's going on. <clears throat> we're at work and, and, and it's pretty hot hot subject it's being sort of discussed and what people are going to do and I don't know if everyone thought it was real mm. do you know what I mean like to go do you want your job you're going to have to have this put into your body to yeah. keep your job and everyone was like that is ludicrous like I'm not doing it yeah. um so that was there was a pretty hot subject and there was a lot of resistance and and mostly everyone was against it yeah really but so I had a bit of an op- the opposite um Scenario, mm, same. Yep. But I have heard people say that, that, that similar to what you're saying. So everyone was against it, basically. Yeah, I had a fairly good crew, mate. Yeah, good, good sort of open mind sort of crew, and 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 the majority of them. There was probably only you know seven of us, but m- the majority didn't want it and f- were feeling coerced and bullied into having it. They didn't mm. want to be stripped of of all their their assets and all their belongings and not be able to cater for their families. Yeah, because they're being threatened, right? So Absolutely, you're being bullied yeah. and cursed under a threat, which um, I always bring it up, love to, because it's the truth. That is technically termed as torture. Did you know that? No, I didn't. But coercion's not consent either. That's that's, that's, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. And of course, again, um, informed consent, hmm. consent, an inalienable human right, has now been converted into an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that makes me laugh because how can you give informed consent when we're talking about a, a third phase trial drug? Yeah. You cannot give informed, informed consent. consent. It doesn't exist. And that's why it's now an obligation. <laughs> well, there's you a cursed. risk there, mate. Where there is a risk, there needs to be a choice. Yes. yes. You can't take that choice from people if there's a risk. That's right. That's absolutely right. And and mate, you're you've got a, a critical thinking head on your shoulders you decided not to do it so um i believe that brings us sort of towards the end of november where you started suffering mental stress from from this right yeah absolutely mate um went to work this was all becoming real um you know like i said last 10 years was was financially hard and then it comes to a, a, the case of how am i going to put a roof over over the, the you know my children how am i going to feed them how what am, yep. what am i going to do that comes as, as a man you look after your family that comes with a lot of stress and that's heavy that's a heavy thing to put on someone <laughs> i bet and the government is relying on the fact that you're a, an honorable man with integrity that wants to look after his family and hopes that that coercion will work on you well robin i absolutely am and that's why i'm here unjabbed because yeah. i i am that man mm-hmm. yep. that's right 
Yeah. Absolutely. Good on you, Nick. Good on you. Um, it's always so refreshing to meet people who are awake. And it's almost become a cliche saying that, but um, that's the truth, people. Uh, okay, so, mate, so you had some panic attacks, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so go to work. Um, just speak into your mic, mate. Just Thank having you. those worries. Um, what yeah. am I going to do? Um, then I'm at work, heart starts racing, you know, I'm breathing flat out. I didn't even know what that was. Never had it before in my life. Yeah. You know, what's happening? What is this? Um Go to the medical centre and it was very much, oh, it's just a bit of anxiety, you know. And I sort of said, well, I think it's because I'm being pushed to have a jab. Oh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. You know, no. let's get this guy off site and see a doctor. Oh, so this happened on site. This is on site, yeah. Yep. You're having a panic attack on site. Correct. And they're telling you that it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, I know you've just said you had economic hardships for 10 years prior, but, I mean, I've been there. Um, that doesn't mean that you're suddenly having panic attacks. Not at all, me, mate. Not at all. There. Yeah. So you got you you, you got flown offside. I'm imagining. Well, I, I was drive-in, drive-out. So I was in Boddington. So then it was a case of go and see a doctor. So so they just said sent you offside, having this heart condition, right? Well, and and a, a reaction, I'd say. Yeah, a reaction to to what's happening. Then okay. I go and see a doctor, and the and the doctors are also they don't want to confirm that it's anything to do with a jab or of course they yeah don't. that's that, and, and it was buried again. So I copped it from work, and then people who are supposed to have our backs in a medical field and look after us and our health and our responsibility, yeah, they totally didn't want to have a bar of it. Yeah, either. of course. Um, I was told that they would put nothing in paperwork about COVID. These are the doctors that you went to see after you'd driven yourself off site. I just want to clarify something. You went to the doctor on site with a, a heart condition. And what? when did they send you off site? Did they just say, look, you're right to go. You go, go see a doctor now and drive home or something? Or um, It was a case of they got someone to drive me home. Thank God for that. Yeah, I got a lift home. But then it was very much uh, leave you with it. See you later, mate. Yeah, um, and then um, come back to work once you've got a clearance to work. Once your condition is done, you can come back. Well, wow. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I'm laughing, but that is not funny at all. No, it's, it's not funny. I'm disgusted, It's not actually. exactly what you call duty of care. Yeah. And, and, I wanna, and for the people who are sitting at home going, oh, hang on a minute, that's a bit much to say that. You must also consider that the employers – uh, these big mining companies, they have very good legal advice. They have in-house law firm, law teams. Now, the way I understand it, in a lot of cases, the, the teams just simply, rather than investigate the legalities of this, they literally just have deferred back to what the government said. So no background checks on what the government's trying to do from, out, from a legal position here in WA at least. Um, I know this for a fact, people. I've been doing nothing but speaking with lawyers for the last six months on a daily basis, just about. Uh, so they haven't investigated. And you're then suffering issues from that. They're pushing the lie. They've just completely been co-opted. These big multi-billion dollar, very powerful companies have been co-opted into becoming proxies of the government. And they're willing to now start taking and storing your medical records which under law is is private and personal it's um a, a matter for you and your doctor the doctor patient privacy legislations 
Uh, and so they are complicit in this event that you're suffering, right? That's the, the actual fact of the matter, okay? So now you've gone to a doctor, right? And then that doctor has told you, no, mate, it's got nothing to do with the jab. It's that, completely safe and effective. Is that what they said to you? They didn't tell me it was safe, but no. their exact words were, I don't think it has anything to do with the jab. Right. Yeah. So you're there telling them that you're feeling this way and they've just dismissed you. Yeah, and I got, I got pretty upset about that and I won't say a few words that I said to them, but that's, that's disgraceful. Someone trying to tell me, I'm telling them there's a problem, what's happening at work, um, how it's you're stressing me. me out about it. I'm stressed, mate, to the max. I'm peaking and they're telling me, no, it's not But the, the interesting jab. part about this, Robin, is he's going to his employer before all of this is kicked off. Mm-hmm. So you, you've actually identified what was causing your problem like right away. Yeah. And so we hadn't actually gotten into the vaxes yet, mm-hmm. although they were being rolled out by this time, of course. It was becoming real. Yeah. It was becoming fully real. And uh, So if your doctor was telling you that uh, he doesn't think it, um, your panic attacks are related to the thought of being jabbed, did he ask you any questions to... Confirm <laughs> well, the to, diagnosis? Or? Well, ask you any questions about what else was going on in, in your life so that he yeah. could actually try and identify why these panic attacks might be occurring? Yeah, good question. It seemed to me that they were more interested in stepping away from that, <coughs> not putting anything on paperwork and having no liability. Yeah. Maybe get out the door. It didn't seem they cared for my welfare Sorry, at all. No. Surprise, Haven't I just surprise. seen yeah. um, bumper stickers with Are You OK Day? I know, and isn't Blue it? Day about, you know, men's mental health. And But, Robin, know. that's part of the narrative. Right. Come on, yeah. stop disrupting <laughs> the, the narrative, Robin. <laughs> you can't do that. <gasps> Kerry oh Stokes and, 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 and Mark McGowan wouldn't have anything to plot. You know. And so, plan on. So did your, did your doctor investigate any further, you know, inquire about what else was going on in your life that could potentially give I, you these panic attacks? I was hoping to get something on paperwork that I could go to work because mm. I shouldn't have been at work, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I went and saw my supervisor and said, my head is not in the right space. I shouldn't be here. 100%, mm-hmm. mate. Let, let everyone who, I mean, we're, we're talking mostly to people in WA and they already understand all about mining. I mean, that's the major industry Safety first, here. isn't it? Isn't that what they say? Mate, duty of care. Nothing comes before duty of care. Mm. Okay. Apparently. Apparently. Well, it, it's the legislation. Well, it's the I, I've same done the training. In education as well. I mean, that's yep. the first thing you learn about working with children is duty, duty of, of care. care. And then and ris- look- risk assessments. Yeah. Ah, yes. Let's assess well, the risk and the likelihood. Nick, and interesting. Outcome. I'm interested to know did Newmont uh, perform any risk assessments around this whole scenario? Was there any engagement with the employees? You know, as per workplace legislation, they're meant to engage with their employees and get feedback on uh, what what changes are coming, how does everyone feel about it, and which is the best way to go forward together. Remember, this is all about WA being together. Hmm. Yeah, when it was rolled out, it was just – it was like, this is ludicrous. This is not going to happen. Yeah, so I'm was, not going to lose my job. Because there was I don't no risk assessment. There was no chat about that, was no, there? It was no, just literally so the government said you have to have a medical procedure, therefore you have to, and otherwise you're not, you're not working for us anymore. Well, it came in pretty rapidly, so no one mm. knew. I don't think even Newmont knew. 
You know what I mean? That's so all right. the questions were being asked and none were being answered because they couldn't answer anything. They didn't know what was happening. You know, I, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yet when the government talks a couple of years ago about putting up the mining tax, all of the miners, the Fortescue chairman was like one of the most prominent people on TV. Right. Speaking about how bad this was, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in TV advertising. They were all over that issue. Mm. But in this situation, oh, nothing to see here. Well, I can tell you the education department, they, they didn't uh, do any risk assessment. But what they did do and what they spent a hell of a lot of time and money and resources on was creating a survey uh, prior to any talk of mandates actually being a thing that would happen and uh, wanted everybody to complete a survey to update the education department about uh, their medical status and answer questions um, trying to uh, gauge how many of the employees would uh, comply. Yeah, right. And so, you know, that, that requires people, I don't know how many people to create it, collate all that information, you know, so they want to spend time on that but not risk assessment. Hey, yeah. g- good question uh, for everyone. Ask yourself, if it takes all this bullying, coercion, intimidation, all the threats, um, you know, I could go on with words, but if it takes all of that to get you to comply with something that is good for you, would it be reasonable to question whether it really was good for you? Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, no doubt. That's Yeah, you're being forced into something. There's no decision there. There's no, there's no um, like I said, with the risk, there's a risk there, so you should have a choice. But there was no, there was that's no right. choice. There was no, a, a hot subject was people saying, who's liable? If I get hurt from this jab or I can't work or I can't support my family, is Newmont liable or is the government liable? And it just seemed both parties just w- wanted everyone to be jabbed but wiped their hands of, of But we know that the pharmaceutical companies are not liable. They're yeah. off the hook. They've been given, um, what's the right word indemnity. for it? Indemnity. Indemnity. Mm. Oh, yeah. yep. such a lovely word, indemnity, isn't it? <laughs> but that it? was a big thing at work. That was a big concern of a lot of people. Yeah. You know, they, who, who is actually making me do this? That's 100% right. Someone's phone's ringing. Nick, is that you? Yeah. Mate, number one rule, eh? <laughs> okay, everyone, look, we're going to take a real quick break there. Um, we'll be back in just a moment. What was that? I turned my phone off silence. Yeah. Playing music. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. All right. All good. And we're back. Okay, we've just gotten over that little technical difficulty, everybody. <laughs> um, thank you for your patience. Sorry. Nick, it won't happen again, will it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Um, you got told off today, not uh, me. Uh, <laughs> me beforehand. Uh, uh, everyone, it was a case of the Bluetooth speaker not being turned <laughs> off. You know what? Those damn Bluetooth devices catch me out all the time. Mm. I'll be walking around my house on the phone to someone, all of a sudden it goes dead. And it's bloody hooked up to my computer in the office sort of thing, (laughs) in the living room, I should say. I'm not that wealthy. I don't have an office. Um, Yeah, so, um, mate, let's get back onto track. So, you you know, you've had these panic attacks and you've been told by the doctors and and indeed your company that it had nothing to do with these um, enforced medical procedures. You said opposite. 
they said sorry but no sorry um then next thing you were in december last year and you got stood down yeah so um just speak into your mic mate thanks yeah so uh i think i got the letter from newmont i was stood down mid-december um, until it was going to be rolled out. And yep. then four days before Christmas, we get the letter saying, your job has been terminated. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Four days before Christmas. It's a bit rough, isn't it? It's extremely rough. Um, at least my company waited till after Christmas. Yeah, you'd think so. That's thanks what I, that's thanks what for nothing. But anyway, thanks. If you're integral, that's what you'd do. You would do. You'd, you just don't do that sort of thing. It's just... Not, it's. You know what? You know, there's something that I want to raise here. We never really talk about anymore about what's Australian and what's not Australian. Mm. Remember, you go back 20 years ago, uh, that was always mentioned in the media. It's like, that's un-Australian. And I mean, it's without defining it, it really is defining um, integrity and what what it means to be an an Australian who, who is... A good Australian. Well, I can give you an example. When I was down at the um, Umbrella People, when um, Graham Hood came down there, um, I recorded him speaking um, to all of the Umbrella People and he made a very good point, which was uh, all of the Australians that have been mandated um, and just, you know, their lives be destroyed in front of them because they wouldn't comply... Um, Graham Hood made a good point to say that uh, Mark McGowan, Kim Beasley, you're un-Australian. Mm. And so that, that really stuck in my mind because, yeah, yeah it is un-Australian to do totally things is. like that. You know. Absolutely it is. And now, of course, um, we've got a Premier who's cruising around Europe. He's in Rome at the moment looking out for people who might want to come to Australia to work. Yeah, Nick, how do you feel about Mr McGowan going to look for people to come from Rome to work in Perth and provide free accommodation for them? How does that make you feel? When you're a perfectly healthy Australian who could be working right now. Uh, yes. That's tough, isn't it? Let's leave the swear words out, eh? Well, it's all, all you can do is swear, isn't it? It's, 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 it's revolting, mate, to, mm. to see that he's over... In Rome for whatever reason, mate, and I'm I've spent three mm. days waiting for the price of fuel to come down so I can afford it. Well, it's I paid two dollars thirty nine the other day. That's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Here we are in a country with with infinite natural resources and infinite um, ability to to operate in a, on a global stage, yet we don't process fuel here yeah. now. But how much is that? Is tax even? So if if we're going through economic right. hardship and everyone's doing is doing it hard, why wouldn't you say, well, let's knock the tax off fuel? Absolutely. Let's do let's do some things for the people. But that doesn't ever happen ever. Yeah. Let's keep the economy, or let's put the economy into overdrive, so that we can recover from the disaster, the disastrous mistakes that government in Australia at all levels has made, mm. even at local level. I mean the, these. These um, local councils have got no idea what they're talking about. I think you're letting them get off a bit light there, Andrew. I know, I'm trying to be reasonable. They haven't uh, made mistakes and uh, ended up in this, you know, 
economic castration, as I mentioned before, that they've planned this and they've they've war gamed this situation and they've it's they know what they've done to people. It certainly I think looks you're being like too that. Kind I to am. Them. I am. <laughs> so I, I apologise to everyone. I've been too nice, um, mate. Yeah, please go ahead. Well, if you live in Mandra and you want to jump in your car and go to a rally in Perth, mm. um, you know, if you jack up the price of fuel and the, the cost of living, you start restricting people. Look, there's all those sorts of things, isn't there? But, I mean, um, as you said, people are already um, devastated financially and now they're having a difficult time just to get around just to make a buck. Um, Yeah, yeah, this is outrageous. So, mate, um, you've been hit particularly hard at this time where you've lost your employment four days before Christmas and then um, we, we cut to the few weeks moving forward and your partner's left you. What, yeah. How um, did that come about, mate? Was that... Well, Christmas itself, I, I can't remember Christmas, mate. I honestly legitimately cannot remember Christmas because Is I think there was just so much trauma. Trauma, you blocked yeah, it I, out. I, I, yep. I don't know, mate. I can't remember it. Yep. Yeah. Um, that then, happens when you're really stressed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then... You know, the family and the wife, it was just, it was too much, mate. It was 10 yeah. years of, 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 of hardship. And then it was, you know, legal battles with, with my my ex-wife and trying to see my children in yep. a system that, that is set up to go against us. And, yep. and I found that, that very hard. And um, we had a plan to get a caravan and, and go traveling. traveling. Mm. Just all got too much, mate. It was just... You know, the world was coming crumbling down and it's heavy. It's a heavy thing. How did you, well, you don't remember the time. Do you know whether your children were really suffering during that Christmas? And Mate, we're good parents. You know what I mean? That's our shit. Yeah, we, right. We, we kept that from them as, as oh, best we could. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wow, mate, um, that's very admirable. Um, okay, so your partner is... Your your wife has left you, yep. so I can imagine that. Um, yeah, I know you're just saying you kept it away from the children as best as possible, but I mean, I'm just thinking about putting myself in that situation. It's very little wonder that you didn't remember anything or you don't remember anything. Yeah, I just uh, it's, it is a bit peculiar that I can't. I, I've, well, I've spent not, weeks not, trying to remember it, and I just I it's just not can't. peculiar, mate. This is what happens when you go through enormous stress, um, and. And, and, and this, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm getting back to what the, 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 the government's misconduct here. Right. Um, we are human beings, but everything, have you noticed how everything's a mathematical equation these days? Mm. It's mathematical modelling. And in this case, we had all this mathematical modelling about COVID-19, which has now been proven to have been completely fake. Uh, that's another subject, man. That's not what we're here for today. But um, I'm making the point that um, we're human beings. We're not robots. And, I mean, isn't it interesting that the government just wants robots now? Hmm. Everywhere you look, it's all about robots. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no consideration in any of these things that the government has done that's considered human beings. It's very obvious um, people are probably sitting out there in the audience and going, oh, hang on a minute, what about roll up for WA? You know, you were doing it for grandma and all that. Well, I'm sorry, no, because all these people have been vaccinated, can still get it, can still pass it on. Where's the benefit? There is none. And I know lots of these 
people who have been fully vaccinated, they've had it, they've had the C word over like four or five times now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it once. <laughs> I'm pretty confident I'm never going to get it again, and it wasn't bad for me at all anyway. No, me well, either. I I heard this, the the same the same talking point repeated last night when I was talking to a few people and they're uh, triple jabbed, looking forward to their fourth. And I asked if they'd had COVID. Yes, they had had yep. it a few times. A few and, times. And uh, I said, well, that vaccine's really working for you. They're, oh, yeah, but I didn't end up in hospital, he reckons. Oh, I so, know. So, you know, it's just that is on repeat in people's minds. Well, yeah, yeah. That uh, watch lamestream media, they just have that, you know, on loop in people's yeah. minds, you know. End up in hospital where you'll be physically assaulted. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God he didn't have to go through that, but um, he well, will. He will soon because he's going to be damaged. To be honest, I, I hugged someone who had COVID, mate, because I don't. I don't live in fear. It doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, worry me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So nothing yeah. happened, did it? Well, I got, yeah, I got sick. Did you? Um, well, I, was, I was on the mattress on the floor, mate, and I, I, I had to get up one morning, and it gave me a bit of a hit. Yeah, but it lasted for about five hours, mate. By three o'clock that yeah. afternoon, I was yeah. good. I had a friend who was sick for. A day, and then shoot. That was it. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm telling right. people. I was four days. I'm telling people. Oh, I reckon I've had COVID. Oh, how long were you sick for? And I tell them. They go, No, nah, you couldn't have it. You, you have to be sick for four yeah, days. It ha- yeah, you have to be severely ill. And yeah, nearly dead. That's right. Yeah, but I think that's dead, you didn't get it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's um your immunity, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like it just well, something. Right. I got something, mate, and I sweated it out pretty quick, and I smashed it, and I was up and about. But well, the, jabbed, the human body um, isn't it fascinating to think that. The human body has survived on this planet for God knows how long. I mean, I guess the the archaeologists or whatever it is or the anthropologists are going to go, oh, only 60,000 years or whatever it is, but we really don't know how long people have been on the mm. planet for, right? But um, the uh, up until now, we've survived not too bad. That's What's right. that on plants and soil? Yeah. Yeah, we've done well. Yeah, full of micro biomes and whatever you want to call it, like germs where we're just... Our own bodies are full of bacteria and... Correct. And they're vital for our survival. Exactly. That's yeah. part of what it's all about. It's but, sorry, uh, not I a bad just, thing. I just want to get my hand sanitizer. Yeah, and quickly yes. clean off. Yeah. What's yeah. the skin's the biggest organ of the body? Yes. So yeah. why, why do they want us to just sanitize it and kill all the bugs and, and sterilize it? We're just sterilizing ourselves. Yeah, because it's just greater. you're creating a greater exposure for yourself, aren't exactly. you? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you're wearing yourself down. Yeah. Um, Mate, um, okay, so the wife left you. Now, you were mentioning earlier today when we arrived that you were doing some renovations on your house at the time. Just run me through that process because this is all part of your story, right? Yeah. So, so, so in, tell me what happened. Your you, you missus left you, right? Yeah, so beforehand, um, you know, I'm at work and we're trying to work out a game plan. We're going to get a caravan and we got the house valued and it was worth what we owed. Right. Um, which was which a bit of a predicament I didn't want to be in. Um, yeah. So, well, at least it wasn't worth less. No, no. Mm. So at the time, there was no family involvement on either side, so we had to get rid of our stuff. We couldn't store it, and so we had a couple of big garage sales, um, trips to the tip, gave stuff away. Just emptied your house. Just now. had to go, mate. Yeah, had to go. Couldn't take it. How were you feeling driving off to the tip with all your worldly possessions in the back? Were you crying, mate? 
Mate, there was a big whirlwind of emotions the whole time. You, you, you're hitting rock okay. bottom. You're you're all over the place. Your family's gone. Your kids are gone. You're losing your house. You're losing your job. There's funerals. It's all just come down, mate. It was nothing, nothing was good about it, mate. I spent plenty of, as a bloke, mate. I spent plenty of time crying. Plenty. Um, Merry Christmas, Mister McGowan. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Nick from Mark. Mm. Thanks, mate. Enjoy Rome. Yeah. <coughs> Enjoy what, what about your children? I mean, I know you um, when you got your uh, termination letter, you, and around that time you were sort of trying to, and around Christmas, trying to protect your children. How much, how much they knew. But when, when the house that they lived in with their with their parents, their mum and dad, when that was being emptied and all that sort of thing, how did that affect them? It yeah. would have, mate, but Janice come into it. I'm a, I'm a bloke. I was left at home to renovate a house. Mm. Uh, my wife left and she done a good job of looking after the kids. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So and that's really nice. We were talking about that earlier as well. I know you've separated, but you, you've got a lot of respect for your, your ex-partner, right? I do, mate. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, Mate, that's fantastic. I mean, to come through this period, um, the period that you've gone through, all the times that you've gone through, to be able to say that at the end of it is actually a bloody miracle i reckon mm. well the downfall wasn't just because we didn't work out and we'd had enough mate you know what i mean this coercion the jab yeah. the, the, the pressures and of you life can appreciate and this, how much that affected your partner i mean obviously yep. we all were heavily affected so yep. for all those people out there and i do meet them regularly they can't put themselves in another person's position yep which again is part of this missing critical thinking element right um and they don't have any um, empathy for anyone else at all, which is just mm-hmm. such well, a blight on our society. That's part of, um, if you do a bit of reading about cognitive dissonance and when, you know, you have two conflicting ideas, the way people um, get through that is to either change their thinking, change their behaviour, or they just become apathetic to it so they can ignore it and pretend it does it's not happening yeah. and continue doing what they were doing or thinking what they're thinking, even though there is something else that conflicts with that. Yeah, that's you know, right. So it's not, it's not surprising that, you know, because we talk about it quite often, that the apathy of everybody is just, it's... <laughs> it's um, Swallowing mm. just everybody at the moment, and, and that's wise because people are trying to deal with um, two conflicting ideas, and and they just can't. So they they don't want to change their behaviour, they don't want to change their thinking, they just become apathetic to it. So I think where I was lucky though, I had a wife at the time that supported me. Mm. So oh wow, she didn't want me to have the jab. Mm. Oh, that's great. She was right on board, mate. Um, so oh, good. To be honest, I'd like to say that I'm the bravest man going, but if I was at home and I had a wife that said, we need to keep this house and we need food, yeah, you go and get this jab, yeah. I don't know what I would have done. So yeah. I, I'm grateful she supported me on that. because. And, and I, mate, another really good point there is that you know we have to appreciate all of the people in your situation that actually made the decision to get it. Okay, because it's not easy, especially no. when children are involved. Yeah. Um, so I don't like ridiculing people who chose to do it. No. I certainly will tell them why they were wrong, but I'm not going to ridicule them for it. I, and I think we all, um, for the people on that, that this side of the fence, we all need to start 
having a little bit of appreciation for people who are still wearing masks because they are genuinely scared. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. do yeah. believe. Uh, I do believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When someone's genuinely scared, it's more than a matter of simply them being silly. Um, calling them a, uh, what is it? You do the sheep sound and you go mask, mm, something like that. Yeah. It's like a real, it's mm. a, it's a real slight on people who are wearing masks. I've got to say, I don't agree with that. No. Yeah. No, but you know, you can really see that uh, the the fear campaign that the mass media has been. Um, disseminating everywhere really has done a good job. Um, You know, we're sitting here saying that we should be um, considerate and compassionate towards, you know, people that have um, taken the jab for whatever reason or still continue to wear the mask. But the funny thing is that nowhere in social media, lamestream media, no, no politician has ever said that they acknowledge the the suffering that the unjabbed right. have been through and that maybe the jabbed people should be kind to us instead of leaning away from us or jumping away from well, us that'd because break we're down the, That'd break down the divide and conquer scenario mm. that we're in and we can't do that, Robin. Mm, we right. need to keep the people separated and angry at each other. Maybe we're just good people, mate. We just don't come from a place of being bullies and coercion and yeah. forcing people to do stuff they don't want to do y- because y- us yeah. ourselves we do what we want to do and we're in alignment i think yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah the government doesn't tell me what to do because i don't fall into the illusion that the government loves me well i think mm. we they should don't. be telling the government what to do mate they are well we are the, the people, people. We, yes. are, we are the power base and it's another thing that has been lost on the population or the majority um people always say to me when i talk to people about an issue they say yes but andrew what can you do I said, well, it's really, really simple. You just say no. Well, mate, I fully believed whether you're, you're gay, straight, black, white, we're all just people. We and are. We just need a band together. Yeah. And because we can, we, can, we can tackle this. And mate, we, that's need, we need unity. Exactly. And that's why we're having this conversation right now, right? Like um, both sides need to appreciate what each other have gone through. It's the same as you and your partner. You still respect your ex-partner and you, you've said how good a mother she was during this time and how supportive she was, but, you know, you have separated. But you, So you, you can appreciate each other, what each other went through and understand why these things have taken place. Yep. In the same way, we need to do that with our wider community. Absolutely. Yep. I'm yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Mate, thank you. So um, you, you stayed at home for five months. You know, your partner has left you, the kids are gone as well. You're on in this house on your own for five months trying to do it up a little bit so that it's going to get a good sale price, right? Yeah, yeah. I had pe- I had friends come in and, and people you. I'd met, new to my life, came in and gave me a hand, but the, wow. the making it happen was left to me. Yeah. 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 That must have been enormously hard, mate, being in the house on your own when there's like everyone's left and you're there on your own. You're really facing your own demons at that point, right? Mate, until you've been through it, you have absolutely no idea. No idea. I just thought mm. I'd just slap some paint up and put some floor down and we'll sell the house and we might make some money, mate. I had no idea... What I was in for, I was. I had no idea of, of what the you're emotional through, yeah. load. I had, yeah, mate. You're out the back. Your whole family's gone. I used to call it the uh, the air air jail. I used to call it. You'd go yeah. out and you were fine. You come home and you put on this cloak of yeah shittiness. You know? I can imagine um, just sort of getting up and going and rinsing the paintbrush out, kind of thing, would be enough to break you into tears. Oh, mate, I couldn't function. Yeah, I couldn't think. 
I couldn't I couldn't work things out. I simple things, mate. Yeah. Very simple things I and couldn't do. And during this whole time, um, did you ever get a call from your old company to just find out how you were doing? No. Nah. Yeah. Not at all, mate. Isn't Not my co-workers, nothing, mate. None. Isn't, isn't no. it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. And yet you're the man who stood up against this medical tyranny. Um, all these people have just bent over and taken it. Whilst, you know, in my situation, uh, on the day that I left, I did get a few phone calls or over that week saying, holy shit, I can't believe you did it. But I haven't had a call since. Mm. No, but I think that's confronting because if you've made a choice, they've made the opposite choice. So to have that conversation with you, absolutely, Mm. absolutely. And again, coming back to it, that's why I don't hate any of them. I mean, I had some real great work colleagues. I really did and I really miss them a lot. Yeah. But... Now we're all missing people, aren't we? Because, um, Robin, you were saying that you've got some old dear friends of yours who won't even speak to you anymore. Yeah, since, well, the day that the the mandates came in, um, yeah, my closest friends uh, no longer have anything to do with me. Moving forward, though, are they good friends? Well, you know? I have I have new friends that yeah. um, amazing new friends like me that exactly. We all have new friends now. There's been a division, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean, I remember when I was very young and I used to love going to school because you'd wake up in the morning and think, "Oh, let's go," you know, because you're going to go and see your friends and you know that sort yeah. of thing. I actually feel like that now on a Wednesday when we go. Yeah, um, you're going to see everyone from Government catch, House. Yeah, yeah and. Whenever we we have a, a meet up or whatever's going on, I feel like I'm in primary school again because I love the new people that um, all yeah. this awfulness has actually brought to my life. Yeah, it's amazing for that, isn't it, Nick? Um, just some awesome people come into your life because mate, of they this are they've got integrity. They are yeah. good people, beautiful people, mate. Yeah. I've never known so many beautiful people, and yeah. we're just pulling them in, mate. We're all we're all coming. Together. We are, and yep. um, and I think that's the great miscalculation. Wow, everyone. We're We've got a couple of beautiful little puppies with us. What the heck? Where did these guys come from? Oh, they'd be my dad's Jack Russells. Oh, really? They're, they're really young, aren't they? They are, mate. They're puppies. Wow. Um, they're so cool. Um, big distraction, everyone. <laughs> I like puppies. <laughs> and these ones are particularly cool. Um, anyway, so let's get back into it. <laughs> Could end the show right there and play with the puppies. Um <laughs> Anyway, but Nick, so once you've done up the house, mate, you then obviously had to put it on the market. This was the last asset, the last family asset to be sold, right? Yeah, it was the only asset, actually. Yeah. It was the only was last the only one asset, left. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, mate, you know, even, even letting it go, mate, that was, you know, 16 I years. I took all my, my children were born, that's where I took them home. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's where yeah. I brought them up. That's where I, I, I taught them to ride their bikes. That's... I grew fruits and vegetables. That was my area. That was my space, my zen. And that's know? where the, the real special things happened in your life with Absolutely, the children mate. being really young and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Heartbreaking, mate. Heartbreaking, mate. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Absolutely. I mean, it's heartbreaking when you sell a house like that anyway, but you're with your family and you're moving, moving to a new place. Mm. No matter how exciting that is, there's always that sorrow in your heart when you leave a place that's been really special to you. But thanks to our government, you've been forced into that scenario where you've ended up with no one and you're selling the very last thing you own. No regrets, mate. No regrets. No regrets. Mate, nah. you're, you're a tough guy, I can tell you, mate, um, because I don't know 
I mean, it makes me a little bit quivery right now just thinking about it because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can completely understand what you're going through. I really can. If we had a conversation two months ago, mate, it would be a very different conversation. But I'm at the end of it now. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. tough. It's the toughest thing I've ever done in, in my life, y- easily. Y- yeah. And it's just made you stronger. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and as we said, it's brought some wonderful people into your life and that's amazing. So, mate, um, got it all done, effectively now debt-free, right? But living in a garage. Somewhat. Somewhat when you... So what happened after you sold the house? Well, the house was gone. Um, then it was, a, it was a case of just doing a bit of couch surfing, mate, and stayed a few, few people's houses. And it was just something new. I'd never done that. Yeah. You know, so I didn't, I didn't even have to couch surf. I just wanted to experience something new. Uh, right. But how did it feel um, phoning up, oh God, I guess a friend, and going, I'm really sorry, but can I come and sleep on your lounge? I've got amazing people, mate, and they're like, come round, no dramas. But the thing wow. was, is what I'd never experienced in my life was not having my own space. So when yeah. I would move around, I would go into someone else's space. Yeah, and that's and it, really tough. Yeah, and it got to a point I was like, I need some space. I need to, yeah. you know, I need to maybe sit down and yell and scream and get upset and not have people around me and be... Yeah, allow you to go through that process. Correct, and, yeah. I mean, these are the sorts of times where you just want to say, hey, listen, I'll be there for you. But the truth is, is that... We have to go through these things on our own sometimes and that's one of them. Mate, um, now, how did you end up here in this garage living in this camper van? I mean, from going from couch surfing to getting here, what happened? Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I had a bit of fallout with the family. So it'd been about seven years since I'd spoken to them. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then um, I I dropped off um, a few sentimental things at my brother's house and he came around and and we reconnected and we had a conversation and and we've bonded now, mate, and and that's gone really well. That's a positive of this outcome. Um, and he's and offered he, his he, garage. Yeah, too. he offered me. Uh, I was in the house, mate, for for probably you know three, four weeks. Yeah, um, right. And they've only got uh, you know all the bedrooms are full, mate. I was in the lounge room. Yeah, I, I put them out, and they graciously let me stay there. It was wonderful. Wow. And then um, my brother offered me some room in the shed. I could set up my camp trailer and and I could live in it, which has given me that little bit of time away from the house because it's hard to focus on where you're going to go when you've yeah. got to deal with a house. Yeah, yeah. So you've been able to sit out here. I mean, there's uh, some uh, lots of trees around as well, which is going to make it a, lot, lovely, be- mate, a yeah. lot better. Yeah. yeah. So you've just been able to have that space and get your head straight, right? Just set up my camper, mate. Set up my cooker and see what I need and how it's going to run and where I'm going to sleep. Reevaluate where you're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, mate. This is, this is a very shitty thing, and it comes with a lot of negativity. But I'm just trying to keep my headspace clean. Yeah, you know well, what I mean, I think being out here too. You were just talking about um, when you're um, in somebody else's house that you don't have any of that privacy to yell, shout, or scream or anything that you want to do. Um, actually, out here in the in the shed, would it be fair to say that um, it actually gives you an opportunity to self care? And so you you know if you want to cry you can cry and you can heal part of yourself that needs to be yeah yeah 100 percent. part of doing the house was carrying that emotional load and and probably not having the time to deal with it yeah so um to have my own space mate was 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 great to hear absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah i can imagine that time in the house doing the renovations man i don't know how you got through that i don't know how i got through it i did some renovations recently all i did was pull a bedroom apart and just paint the walls right yeah got some new carpet (laughs) put down but I oh, know there's a little bit of a load on you when you're going to work at the same time and trying to get that done. Um, 
it's not easy. Well, how do you and renovate then, a house when your biggest job of the day is just trying to get yourself out? Um, of bed? That's what I'm getting to. Mm. I'm like, how do you? Mm. How did you mm. do it? I can only manage. I can only imagine that you're kind of robotic. You were just living robotically. Just I think there was some element of uh, survival, mate. You just yeah. your mind goes to Into a place survival. where you were just surviving. You know, I mean, um, I've only spoken to you a few times, but I cannot imagine you would be a person that would surrender and give up. I just don't see that being part of you. So, yeah, survival and and moving on to. I don't feel like I was at the start, mm-hmm. but I feel like I am now. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. Like I've gone through a lot, and I've realised how much that I can, I can cope with. Yeah, you know. So before that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 hey, I'm better for going through it. Listen, I'd just like to reach out to the audience at this point and just ask you, uh, do you know anyone in this situation or have you been through this situation yourself? Because, mate, Nick, part of the reason why we're doing this is that we know that there are literally tens of thousands of people going through this right now here in WA. Um, really, the why, really why we're doing this is so that other people can find out a little bit about someone else who's going through this situation and maybe uh, give them a little bit of strength through that process that they're going through. So, audience, please, as always, like, share and subscribe. We really need you to do that. We need to get these stories out there. So, I, I, I beg you to share these stories out as far and as wide as possible. But also, make a comment on the show and let us know, um, did this show help you? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And what would you like to hear of more? Um, Please help us out like that. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, So moving on, Nick, you got your house sold and you've been able to clear your debts, but you made a little bit of money as well. I did, mate. I made a little bit, yeah. Which is great. That must have been an enormous relief. It's conflicting. You know, yeah. you, you look at the scales, I have a little bit of cash, but a lot went, mate. All my stuff, you know, if I was to yeah, replace yeah. all the stuff I threw out, I, I spent my whole way lifetime more, way, yeah. building that, Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the money that I've got doesn't nearly make up for what I lost. But yeah. yes, I do have some money, mate, and that's, made, that's given me a bit of free, freedom, yeah. At least you can start building your life back up again. Yeah. yeah. Well, where that's going to go is, I don't know, mate. I think the the system and, and what I've gone through and, and you know, the government, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I know. I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. I got a job offer the other day, yesterday, actually. And I, I really want to go back to work, but I don't know if I can. Mm. I don't know if I can go back into that scenario with all these blind, dumb people around me. Sorry mm. if that offends anyone, but that's just the way I see it. Um, it, it, it. Not only that, I feel like what we're doing here is far more important. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going broke doing this, I've got to be <laughs> honest with you. I do believe that I'm going to turn it around, uh, but um, we're doing a normal... I mean, it took me 45 minutes to get here today. That's a short trip. Uh, mm. Three times a week we're doing shows. Mm. Um and there's an enormous amount of travelling in it. Um, but you know what? It's an absolute pleasure and an honour to do it. It yeah. really is. And I feel so passionately about it. So, uh, again, audience, if you value this like I do, please help me by becoming a patron of the show. It's, it's desperately needed um, because we have to fight back. We have to fight back mm, against this. Sure we do, yeah. The only way to do this is... We're in an information war, right? Mm, yep. We're certainly in a war, but what kind of war is it? 
you could put lots of labels on it, but ultimately it's an information war. Mm-hmm. And so therefore we need to fight back with information and that's what we're doing. That's yeah, right. Yeah. We're capturing the real stories. And the truth too. I mean, information <laughs> yeah, is one thing, but truth is another and, and that's that's what we need. Yeah, and, and highlighting the human side of it. Yep. Right? Um, look, anyone listening, if, you, if you're coming to us for the first time, please do go check out the Jab Injured series. Uh, you're going to get a shock uh, when you find out just how little – the system cares about you and just how much it's been configured. And I mean by saying that, I mean set up. Mm-hmm. It's been set up mm. to attack you. Can I just say something on left field, mate? You are talking to the audience before. Sure. Um, I, th- I think if you know someone going through a rough time, yep. rock up, mate. Don't send them a message and say you're okay. Rock yeah. up. Take yeah, them some yeah, food. Go to them. Give them yeah. some company. Yeah. You know th- we don't need to just ask if people are okay. Yeah. We should – let's connect. Let's, let's help each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, thank you for br- saying that actually. Um, here's something for everyone. We do a Friday night live show every Friday night. It's a fairly new thing. We've got the fourth week um, running tomorrow night. And indeed, it's at Robin's house. Robin, you're making a little bit of a habit of being on the show. <laughs> um, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you, though. For everyone wondering what's going on with me and Robin, um, we have been talking for a few months, I think, it's yeah, fair to say. a few months. About yeah. working together. Mm-hmm. And um, this series that we're doing on homelessness and economic devastation is what we're doing together. And it's been an absolute honour and... We've got lots of really interesting stories coming, haven't we, Robin? Yes, yes. We're, we're working very hard in the background, everyone, mm. to bring these stories to you. So, again, please become a patron. Um, <laughs> Nick, um, mate, let's sort of look at wrapping up the show a little bit. But I'm really interested to know where, do you, where you are right now. I know that you're sort of getting your head back together. Where do you see yourself going over the next couple of months or you're thinking you're going to sort of sit back here for a little bit and sort of recover? I'm going down a different field, mate. I'm going to grow fruit and vegetables and I'm going to live off land and I'm going to, wow. I'm going to help people, mate. It's about raising people now for me. Yeah, yeah. mate. That's an amazing way, an amazing attitude. Yeah. I had work ring me up as well and they said, do you want to come back to work? And mm. my answer was, for what? Yeah, right. You know, like as what did men, they we say work, to that? Well, the, the mandates are going to drop. Do you want to come back to work? I, what's there to work for, mate? My, my house is gone. My family's gone. Mm-hmm. Work for what? What? Really? That's so interesting. And what did they say to you? Sorry, sorry. I should correct this. This is the contractor that I worked for before yep. I was that, full-time for Newmont. So okay. the contractors had rang me up and said, do you want to come back to Yeah, site? that's fine. And you said, for what? Well, how did they respond? There was a silence for a while. How do you, how do you, <laughs> what do how you, do you answer that? that? You know, what do you say it's back? A, such a, it's such a great question to ask them, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, as a man, I had a purpose, I had a family, I had a mortgage, I had all that, and that's gone, mate. I don't... Yeah, now what am I working for? Yeah, I don't need a work, mate. I'll just sit back for a while. I have a bit of cash in... in, I have money in my pocket and I've got money in the bank. Now you have. Now I have, which I've never... Mate, I've got more money in the bank than I've ever had... In the last 15 (laughs) years. 20 years, you know? Wow. So, um, it's just really... The way I see it is we need to put in energy, which is converted to money. We use that money to live. Yep, if you look at the right. balance, who's gone on holidays, who's eaten T-bone steak, mate? We're not. We're just that's working, right. working, working. So now I have all of this time and I didn't realise how valuable time was. So I get up in the morning and go, what do I want to do? 
yeah, that's not awesome. I need to go to work and yeah. then I need to rush home and see the kids and mow the lawns and then on the weekend we've got to visit people. Mate, I, I've got so hey, much mate, time. Hey, let's, mate, let's talk about the kids for a second. Go, go for um, it. Are you seeing them regularly at the moment? I haven't been seeing them as much, mate, because my headspace hasn't been great. And I think right. that's a genetic thing. Do you know? And, and when we were talking about the government, how many blokes would separate and might, might, they might take a year to, to pull their shit together? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, and yeah. by then, the kids may have been with the mum for 12 months. Then you've got to pay $500 for a lawyer to yeah, see yeah, your kids. Yeah. Then you might have to, um, you know, you're paying child support. It's a very tough system. So I'm, you look at all their little agendas and they've just made it very tough for everybody. They have. But at every turn, everywhere you look, it's not easy and it's actually set up to go against you. I mean, mate, I, I was telling you a little bit earlier that we did a jab injured series with a guy who's now paralysed right down his right side. Right. Couldn't even get Centrelink. Mm. Mm. Um, he'll never work again. They've only just got Centrelink payments um, like about two or three weeks ago. So he's been made to have that. He's just a question, who, who's liable then? Well, in this case, he was working for himself, but he was coerced by the mainstream media. He just thought it was the right thing to do. Mm. So they booked in. Here's the interesting part. They didn't sign anything. Mm. They literally walked into a chemist, sat down. Oh, you're so-and-so here for your jab today? Yep. Okay. One moment. Boom. In. See you later. Mm. This place where these, this happened, it's severely injured two people that we know of. One resulted in death. So mm. that, that uh, chemist got one of the bad batches then it sounds like. One of the bad batches, which is another thing we talk about often on the mm. Jab Injured series is the website howbadismybatch.com. It's a database where you can go, it's separate from government, so you can go in and make your own report. And what it's showing is, is that uh, the information was publicly available um, when people are getting these bad batch injections and they're getting injured. And the question is, why wasn't the government health department alerting us to these bad batches yeah. and indeed having them destroyed? Mm. Have you ever seen here in Western Australia or anywhere on mainstream media, have you ever seen any discussion about bad batches and the, them being destroyed or, or with... with uh, uh, what do you call it? Withdrawn or, or, or called back? No, we haven't. No. I mean, mm. I remember, well, it would have been summer, so it must have been late February or something, and uh, the doctors from memory were sent out an information pamphlet um, because the vaccines get brought into the, the um, whether it's the chemists or, you know, wherever they're delivering the vaccine vials to, um, either um, regular temperature, frozen or in a fridge. And then yeah, there and was there's all others these, at a room temperature. That's right. And there was all these batches that were going to expire. And uh, for, for some reason, um, the doctors had been given permission to continue to, ad to administer these ones um, and had written down the batch numbers it's all just a little bit fishy, isn't it? Isn't if it? If it was so great, why wasn't all of this rolled out and and supported by our Prime Minister? Yeah, look, no, because they all know what they've done. Is that maybe perhaps because this is a rolled out at a state level because it goes against our constitution? Yes. <laughs> Mate, um, yeah, there's been lots of funny little legal 
games played. Well, I just like to point that out to a lot of people. Yeah, that's why it was pushed through to state level and not a federal level. Well, and that and that's right, and that's why it can only also be done under a, a declaration of emergency. Because legally speaking, these things are actually illegal to administer yep. because they haven't been through the testing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we can do that if we're in an emergency. And oh my God, this is an emergency, Nick. So much so that I've never seen a biohazard bin for the rat tests or the masks. I mean, no. Uh, good point, mate. Yeah. It's just litter everywhere. And in fact, Robin and I two days ago did another one of these episodes and found, I've posted it on my Twitter account, everyone. No, not Twitter, sorry, Instagram. Instagram. I'll put it on Twitter. Under the Bellman Report, Mm -hmm. look that up. That's my video channel, everyone, as you already know, I'm sure. Um, We found a a used rat test in a biohazard plastic bag. Mm, Just discarded on the ground, you know, in a car park. Isn't a Mm. biohazard something that's um, dangerous for your health? Supposedly. So they say. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's interesting that um, local councils deal with the pollution of the masks in their parks by mowing over them. Mm. That's how they, dis- they they deal with it. That's crazy, isn't it? There's they masks mow everywhere. In. They are. They're in our waterways everywhere. Well, let's get rid of plastic bags from Coles, but let's put how many yeah, masks? Yeah, 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 don't yeah, forget, yeah. you're not allowed. You, if you go on a picnic or if in your campsite here, you're not allowed to have your plastic knives and forks and your plastic <laughs> plates, okay? So That's right. You have to be responsible and look after the environment. That's right. There was a stage, there was a couple of months, I could go anywhere within Australia except for my workplace. Yeah, it's interesting. How isn't it? ludicrous is that? I could oh, go mate. to shops, concert, hey. anywhere except for where. My hey, place but has what been about towards. what about Coles and Woolies workers? They, um, you can be unvaxxed to go shop, mm-hmm. but you can't be unvaxxed to have the. And by the way, stop using the word vax. It's not a vaccine. No, no, no it's, it's poison. An ex, it's an experimental jab. That's right. It's a clot shot. Um, it's 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 actually. They changed the definition of vaccine, people, just to get this thing through. They did. Um, playing mind games with you. Mm-hmm. Government does not love you. Um, they've tricked you into doing this and they're destroying you through it, mm. through the process. Um, okay, look, we could talk about this all day long. We could. We could, couldn't we? <laughs> the good news is, though, Nick, um, you're back on your feet and it's Fine, really – it's a good news story, mate. Um And I think the other point I'd like to make to our listeners and anyone who's going through the same thing that you are, whatever you do, don't let those bastards win. No, mate. Happiness is a mindset. Yeah. Um, Even if you've lost everything, in Nick's case, and I'm sure for anyone else going through this, you'll find the same thing. Amazing people are going to come into your lives. You just have to open up to it. Mm -hmm. Don't. Uh, don't think it's all over. It's not. You'll get through it. There are people here to look after you. They're all around you. You just don't know them yet. So start speaking about it. Don't treat it like it's a taboo subject. We sure don't, do we, Robin? No, absolutely not. We're the extreme opposite end of that. But the point is is that we must be having these conversations in our community with each other. Mm. Um, All those people whose eyes glaze over, you're a fool. Um, I love you, but you're a fool. Wake up. Mm. Just wake up. One of the things, because um, we spoke on the phone a couple of days ago, um, and one of the things that struck me 
um, after speaking to you, um, tell me if this is a fair statement, um, that how you're talking about you've got so much time on your hands and you want to do what you want to do, like growing food and fruit trees and all those sorts of things. And after I hung up the phone um, after talking to you, um, the thought came into my mind that you are now the architect of your life. You're not following yeah. some program, some system. Yeah, that was laid that out before you at birth. Yeah. yeah, this is new, mate. This is something yeah. new. We're yeah. going to build this, and, and it's going to happen. I, I thought, what a wonderful man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank <laughs> to you. be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, mate. It's a pleasure to meet you. It really is. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Just your mental attitude is really what's helped you survive mate i think too mate just you know it was rough and as as we record this right now there is yeah. someone sitting somewhere trying to decide whether they want to live i know and mm. if you're doing that mate have a chat ring someone up yeah. you don't always want to do that but have a chat with and someone, and if you mate. know someone like that just go see them yeah absolutely yeah, go see them, yeah. yeah 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 i had a friend i don't know if i've mentioned this to you robin i had a friend who i was very very deeply worried about for a little while there um it's all good He's all good. Hmm. But I actually really did. I was really, really concerned. And, and I was a bit I was a bit tough on him as well. Yeah. Because it, that's, at that stage when that all went down, we were all suffering badly. Um, I was going through a little bit of, uh, what's the word for it? I guess mania in a sense. I was just desperate to f- push back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't going to take it. And um, I was working my freckle off um, to try and, push back uh, and it's a beautiful story everyone now i'm here in a garage doing podcasts <laughs> how wonderful i'm having the time of my life i really am and that's yep. the point everyone there is another side to this devastation you just have to reach out and find right. it it's there it's easy to find yep you just it gotta is. allow yourself to do it yep and Mate. don't be scared either. It can be um, terrifying, you Very know. And to, and to, it's, um, it's, it is. It's terrifying. Yeah, it can incapacitate you. The fear I'm, sometimes. But I'm yeah. lucky, mate, because it got to a point where do you want to have the jab? And I said no. Mm-hmm. And after that choice, a lot of choices were made for me. Yeah. But now I'm sitting yeah. here on the on the verge of freedom, mate. Yeah. Of time. Of yeah. and there's a lot of people still trying to. Okay, this, this has gone for two years. Now, a lot of people have probably lost 20, 30, 40 years of their working life, mate, in oh, a yeah. reset. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't understand how they want to jump back into that system and try and make that up. But I'm, I'm here now, mate. I'm in freedom. So I'm, I'm, I have gratitude for that and I'm lucky. Yeah. There's a lot of people still trying to catch up for what, what's been taken yeah. from them. And that's, that's very sad, mate. And I feel for those people yeah. more than, than myself, mate. Absolutely. You know? Mate, well, look, thank you so much for standing up today, Nick. It's, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and I'm sure there's hundreds, hundreds of people out there, thousands, mm. that will get something out of this. Robin, thank you so much for co-hosting today. My As pleasure. always, mm-hmm. we're going to see each other again tomorrow night on the we live are. stream. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really interesting, everyone. We've got a, a real professional community organised. It's a very motivated man on the show. He's going to be a really interesting one to hear from. Just about how to do things right within your community and get people together. Um, we've also got Cam Tinley, the the founder of the No Mandatory Vaccination Party, coming on. Now he was years ahead of this this scenario, mm-hmm. uh, but this election. So they've been around in I think two federal elections prior to the ones just gone, um, but this time around, 
the Federal Electoral Commission wouldn't allow them to register that name. That's right. Oh. I shared ah. I shared your video on Rumble. Um, With Cam. With Cam um, on one of my Facebook pages um, because one group in particular were asking a lot of, of questions about um, how to vote and all those sorts mm-hmm. of things and what are those empty boxes mm-hmm. on uh, the ballot paper. So I shared your video with Tim in it and uh, the Cam, comment yep. – sorry, Cam, Cam – yep. um, People's comments, they were outraged. They couldn't believe it. Yeah. So another form of censorship um, and another form of, uh, you know, what's the word for it? Uh, Well, just, that's it. It's just, it's flat out censorship. Mm -hmm. You know, as I said to Cam in the video, you know, you can't have the Australian public seeing those words on a ballot paper because they might ask questions. Mm. Mm. You know, Mm. you just can't have that. We don't want free thinkers. No, we can't. We can't have that. I'm not sure why we can't have that. Wouldn't it be amazing if we're all, sorry, God, I'm just I'm babbling on again now, but wouldn't it be amazing if we're all able to just be free thinkers and pursue our ideas? We can, mate. We can. We can. Yes. We don't. We can, we can. We don't. Yeah, I know. Ama- imagine the kind of innovation that would be. Like, it could be amazing. That's I mean, right. I, I, my mind's going in all sorts of directions right now, but isn't it strange that. Um, you know, in the 80s, all we saw was everything about the year 2000, how amazing it was going to be. Yeah, but we used to watch the show Beyond 2000. That's what I'm talking too. about, yeah. same. Mm. And basically none of it's happened. Yeah. We got no. mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's been a great innovation. But oh, guess what? It's being used to track and trace us and uh, listen to us and all that. So it's a one massive data gathering resource for for the government and the secret agencies and yeah all those dodgy dodgy disgusting people so anyway let's wrap up the show everyone thank you so much for joining uh with us today it's been a pleasure having you uh robin your youtube channel is courage is the cure it is it is you're doing an amazing job robin 2200 views on uh what your fifth video or something uh that one was my 12th your 12th so you've only just started yes everyone robin does you do like one and a half minute kind of average length clips yeah, about that Somewhere yeah. between two and two and three minutes. So, real yeah. YouTube savvy person I've got here with me. I I've <laughs> never been able to do that. Um, I like talking too much, everybody. <laughs> so um, I have really long videos, and I've been ridiculed so often about it. So podcasting really suits me because we can get deep into it, and everyone will put up with it. Uh, anyway, so guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us. This has been the Eight News Show. Uh, Please subscribe. Please install the Podbean app. Uh, follow us. Uh, follow the 8 News Show with the number 8 um, through the Podbean app. That way we can make Podbean happy and Podbean might then start paying me. Mm. <laughs> uh, so there's method. There's a reason, everyone. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? But, uh, uh, you know, we're all going broke here um, and we need to keep this fight up. So, yeah. Please assist there, everyone. Thank you very much. I sound like a robot now. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. I'm going to play, uh, as always, I love playing Kelly Newton Wordsworth's song, Hold the Line. Great song. Great song. Uh, Robin, you're coming to uh, on a camping trip with Kelly soon, aren't you? Yes. We're, we're doing the, that. The uh, Freedom Choir Camp. 
I've been told I'm going to have to sing, people. Yes, you are. I said, uh, well, if you want to draw all the cats in. Well, why wait? Why wait, mate? That's a bit of a sample. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I'll be hiding up the back behind someone like Robin. So, um, everyone, this is Hold the Line. I hope you enjoy it. Once again, thank you for being with us. And until the next time, see you later. Hold the line, hold the line of people.